0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Diving Board Podcast. I am your host, Jill, and thank you so much for joining me on yet another pop culture deep dive. I am so excited that we are reunited again in the deep end. I'm so happy to see everybody. I missed you all so much, and I'm just over the moon happy to be. Back in front of this microphone, I was just aching for it. So I'm very, very excited. It has been a crazy few weeks. I moved into my new place, and I haven't really lived anywhere but my former apartment in nearly a decade. So learning the nuances of this new place, but I absolutely love it. And I've been renovating it, so that has just been kind of crazy. I've been picking up a lot of side gigs to for the renovation and so that's been keeping me really really busy and it's been rather loud and not conducive to recording so i'm happy that i was able to find a quiet moment and Get back on that diving board for everyone, because I've just missed you all. I hope that you guys are all doing well and staying above water. I know it's been a crazy few weeks. There's been some really high highs and some very low lows. So I hope everyone is managing that as well as possible. You know, no expectations. Uh, just you know, getting out of bed in the morning is is a win. Uh, so I like I said, I've just missed everybody. And I'm happy to record our first episode in the new place. It's a totally different vibe and I'm living for it. And when I was thinking about what the first episode in the new place should be, I was like, okay, let's start off with another celebrity feud because you guys seem to really really like our first celebrity feud episode of our queen and icon lindsay lohan and also our other queen and icon hillary duff that was a really really fun episode so i wanted to piggyback on that again and do another fun celebrity feud And you know I always say the crowning jewel of the Diving Board podcast is Lindsay Lohan. And I am still trying to do a Lindsay series. I want It's going to be multiple parts, similar to Amanda Bynes, but probably even more parts than that because there is just so much to cover and we want to give her credit. But I wanted to kind of do these short little episodes leading up to that so that we have a full background on our girl Lindsay because I feel like... So much happened in her life in such a short amount of time, and I just want to cover everything. So there is another iconic celebrity feud that our girl Lindsay was involved in. Pretty much that spanned over 15 years. Could you imagine being in a fight with someone for over 15 years? Well, Lindsay Lohan can. And Lindsay Lohan was feuding with probably the top dog of the early 2000s, our favorite heiress. And this is a feud that has many twists and turns, so I'm so excited to get into it. And on that note, this is the celebrity feud of Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. So let's all pile back into that time machine again. I got it out of the garage, we polished it, we waxed it. It is looking great, and we are ready for a joyride. Gas is $6 a gallon currently, so I can't take us too far, but I've gotten enough fuel to take us back to Los Angeles in the spring of 2006. So we get there, we enter the land of Hollyweird where young starlets are absolutely ruling the club scene. They don't wait in line, they go to their private rooms, velvet rope, red carpet, they're ruling it. The reigning queens of the nightlife are hotel heiress Paris Hilton in one corner, and in the other corner, our favorite firecracker, Lindsay Lohan. We love them. And for years now, the two, they seem really friendly. They're always photographed together, they're going out to the same clubs, they're partying. I mean, they're party girls, they're rich, young, beautiful in their 20s. They are just living the life. I mean, oh, to be Paris Hilton or Lindsay Lohan in the early 2000s, I could not imagine. So they seem to be friends or, you know, at the very least, frenemies. I mean, I don't know their friendship, but they were friendly with each other. And the cracks kind of started forming in late 2004, 2005, when Paris and Nicole Ritchie's feud for the ages began began forming. Now, I would love to do an episode on the Paris and Nicole feud, but After so many years, that has still been kept so under wraps. There's a lot of rumors and some pretty credible reasons of why they fought. But I have not heard directly from their mouths of what their exact feud was about. So I feel like that would be like a 10-minute episode of just kind of speculation. And we still don't have closure on that. But all we know is that during 2005, they began fighting. And they were really, really genuinely mad at each other. They were refusing to film The Simple Life together, and that was really their claim to fame. So that's how we know that they were that mad, because they weren't even going to work to- together. And Hollywood's famous friendship, our favorite friendship, was, was broken. But we saw Lindsay out with Nicole Richie a lot they were both sporting you know, extremely thin figures and they were also sporting very similar styles because they were both being styled by the queen at the time, Rachel Zoe. So they looked similar, they were going out all together and they were just photographed together a lot. So was that when Paris started resenting Lindsay because Lindsay wasn't taking sides? We don't know for sure, only the streets of LA could tell us if pavement could talk, but the feud officially hit the public in May of 2006 when Lindsay was spotted out with Stavros Niarchos at an LA club. Now, for those who don't remember, who or who didn't follow this um, as closely as I did, those who had a life in the early 2000s and didn't read Perez Hilton every single hour of the day, um, Stavros Niarchos was kind of a long-term on-again, off-again boyfriend of Paris Hilton in the early 2000s. He came after her engagement to Paris Latsis. They were like the perfect heir and heiress couple because Stavros was a or is a Greek shipping heir so he comes from billions and billions of dollars of old money so it just made sense that him and Paris Hilton would date and Paris was really really into Stavros but he was a lot younger than her he was maybe four or five years younger than her which is a really big difference in your 20s I mean four or five years it's a completely it's a huge difference you're evolving so much during that age But she really, really liked him, even though they were described as super, super toxic together. I read a quote of when they used to go out in clubs, and they said that they, quote, couldn't enter a club without fists being thrown, meaning Stavros was always getting into bar fights. Someone would say something to set him off and he would just start swinging. It just seemed insane. Like they could not go out together without some huge drama happening, but she was super into him and they were on again and off again for a while. And in April of 2006, Paris threw Stavros a party for his 21st birthday and guests described a truly insane scene. I mean, Stavros back then, I'm sure he's grown up and he's different, but back then he sounds like he was an absolute nightmare. The guests described that Stavros did backflips into the pool and jumped from one end to the other. Everyone gasped and begged him not to continue because his stunts looked really dangerous. I mean... Oh my gosh, he sounds he sounds like a monster, but I mean, he is a 21-year-old Greek shipping heir who never had to work a day in his life and just had billions of dollars thrown at him, so he is probably exactly what you would expect him to be. It's funny, I was in New York last month and I saw Take Me Out, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Take Me Out, there's a lot of nudity in that play, so they make you lock your phone up and... I was really bored because I got there maybe like 45 minutes early. You know I'm habitually early to everything. So I was having a drink at the bar. And usually when you're by yourself, you're just kind of looking at your phone. But I didn't have it because it was locked away. So I was looking at all of the donors who had donated to the theater I was at, and the Stavros Niarchos Foundation made a big donation to the theater. Which the Stavros Niarchos Foundation is Stavros Niarchos is uh, grandfather's foundation, but we are appreciative that the Niarchos family is supportive of the arts and the theater. I I can definitely get behind that, but. Back then, Savros the III, he was um, an absolute nightmare, but Paris was in love, and when they broke up for the millionth time, Paris saw him out with Lindsay, and the stars were not blind, and uh, she was pissed. She was really, really mad to see them together. But Lindsay insisted that nothing was going on between the two, and she would never fight over a man with another woman because it's, quote, bad karma, which I can totally get behind. I cannot think of a man on God's green earth who is worth fighting over. I, like, you can have him. I'm sorry. I just don't have the energy. Like, I cannot imagine fighting over a guy. Like, just, just take him. It, it's, it's not worth it. But Lindsay, while she wasn't fighting over Stavros with Paris, there was still some kind of romperoo going on between the two. We know that they had some type of relationship, whether it was a one night stand or just a couple of hookups. And this was proven when Lindsay wrote that list, and I've referenced this before on the Diving Board Podcast, of all of the men she's been with, which I always say she has great taste. There's a lot of good guys on that list. And um, this was leaked, I think it was 2014. She wrote it, and when she was moving, someone took a picture of it, and one of the lines says, S, Niarcos So they've slept together. So we know that there was some type of relationship between the two. We know something happened. And Paris knew something happened. And she was telling all of her close friends how unhappy she was about it. And we knew she was telling everyone, because on May 16th, 2006, a $6 gallon of gasoline was poured directly on this fire. And this came in the form of a video recording of Brandon Davis. Do you remember Brandon Davis? Of course you don't. Um, I do, however, because when it comes to 2000s pop culture, I unfortunately forget nothing. So unfortunately, Brandon Davis lives rent-free in my mind. Um, But Brandon Davis was another oil heir, another monster child of old money who never had to work a day in his life, and it showed. Brandon if you don't remember him kind of to jog your memory he was always around paris and nikki hilton when they would go out and he was always very disheveled looking and he had long black hair kind of shaggy black hair and he was always weirdly sweaty which i'm sure could be blamed on a uh, certain white substance that a lot of young hollywood did back then at the clubs uh that substance will, will do that to you. It'll make you always weirdly sweaty in front of the paparazzi. But anyway, Brandon was very close to the Hilton sisters. And on May 16th, 2006, he was out clubbing in LA, like they did pretty much every day with them. And on their way to their car, a TMZ paparazzi approached them because These paparazzi were literally everywhere back then. I mean, they could not go to the grocery store without there being a swarm of paparazzi. That's kind of obsolete now, but these paparazzi were insane. And I understand, I mean, paparazzi are the scum of the earth, but I do sort of miss these moments of like them walking to the club and... And the paparazzi asking them all these questions and them giving out like serious tea because they're drunk and high on a bunch of stuff. Like I do kind of miss it. It was such a moment in time. But anyway, so they're walking to their car and a TMZ paparazzi asks Paris about Lindsay because they're hearing the rumors and they want to know what's what's going on. And before Paris could even answer, Brandon realizes this is his moment, and he says, I am ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille, and launches on an absolute drunken tirade against Lindsay Lohan. He says that she lives in a motel, Referencing her living in the Chateau Marmont and anyone who's familiar with the Chateau Marmont knows it's not a motel It's like several hundred dollars a night to stay there So definitely he's just being rude and he says that she is only worth seven million dollars Which makes her quote very poor which again this guy's living off his parents money So who is he to talk and that nobody would ever want to sleep with her and that her dad is quote hotter than her which is basically him just saying that he wants to sleep with Michael Lohan, which honestly, I can kind of see their energy being together, and they would be extremely toxic, and it would probably be like a passionate two-week love affair, and it would be absolutely insane, but I would love to be a fly on the wall for what could have happened. I think that's a love match that we really missed out on in the early 2000s was Michael Lohan and Brandon Davis, but anyway, he goes into this weird, weird rant about her nether regions, and... I won't repeat them on The Diving Board Podcast because there's a million videos of this and you can watch it for yourself. I can't do it any justice by quoting Brandon Davis about all of that. It's just strange, it it was weird. And just about the female anatomy and he finally lands on the iconic line of this entire absolute meltdown and quite frankly cry for help. And that is Lindsay Lohan is a fire crotch. Now, if you read Perez Hilton back then, you know this video was an absolute firestorm, no pun intended, and this was the spring of 2006, so I was 14, I was about to turn 15, and I didn't know what a fire crotch was. I knew it was derogatory, and I honestly thought it was kind of like, referencing maybe she had a bacterial infection or something (laughs) like I did not know there wasn't an urban dictionary back then I had to learn my street terms from Brandon Davis and so I was confused but I realized that he was referencing the fact that she has red hair that was what he was getting at so it was such a strange hill to die on like why was he doing this why was he going after her so hard and if you haven't seen the video, which again, go check it out. It definitely is um, a cultural reset, so to say. And you're probably wondering, well, what is Paris do- doing during all of this? Is she mortified? Is she telling him to stop? Is she running away from him? No, she's living for it. I mean, she is doubled over laughter, she's pretending to talk on her T-Mobile sidekick, and she's loving it. She's smiling, she's laughing, she's sticking around him, she's not telling him to leave, which, I don't know. Personally, maybe this just isn't my sense of humor, but it's, like, not even funny. It's not even good comedy. It's not even, like, a good read. Like, I can appreciate a good read or a good drag, but this just was, it just seemed strange, but Paris was... Clearly she was, loving, she was loving it, but who wasn't loving it was Elliot Mintz. And Elliot Mintz was Paris's publicist at the time who was also there in tow. He would go to the clubs with her and he was an, he's an older gentleman and he would just go to the clubs in a suit. And at the time he also kind of had red hair. So I wonder how he felt about all of this, (laughs) but he would go there and you see him in this video too. And he is absolutely mortified. He's trying to get Brandon to stop talking to STFU and it's just not working. Brandon is belligerent. And after he gets everyone in the car, Elliot turns to the cameras and the paparazzi are still there. And he goes, it was a long night, guys. Like that's going to salvage anything. I mean, like the paparazzi just got tabloid gold. Do you really think Elliot is going to put this fire out? But I mean, Elliot is a PR icon. He's been in the business forever. You know, he was John Lennon's publicist. He's He's been there for a while. But my God, I mean, at this time, Elliot Mintz was truly the hardest working man in Hollywood. Could you imagine being Paris Hilton's publicist at the time, where you had to represent Paris during her absolutely menacing behavior of the early 2000s? That man was working overtime. Like, it's a 24-7 job. But anyway, the next morning, everyone was asking Lindsay, have you seen the video, have you seen the video? And she said, I didn't have to see the video because Paris and Brandon had already pranked called her a bunch of times that night, leaving her messages Saying the exact same stuff that was featured in the video. Which honestly, (laughs) like that's kind of funny because could you imagine being (laughs) Lindsay Lohan and waking up and turning on your T-Mobile sidekick and you have a bunch of voicemails from either Brandon or Paris, and it's just them telling you that you're a fire crotch? Like, what the hell? I could imagine Lindsay Lohan in bed, like disheveled listening to this. Like it's insane like i can't imagine so Lindsay, she got the last word she did get the last word during all of this because while she was asked if she saw the video she said i haven't but quote obviously paris is really good at making videos which is a very very great read referencing one night in paris obviously paris's infamous sex tape she also said that Paris had pulled her aside at a, cl- a few clubs before, kind of berating her about Stavros Niarco. So that was definitely the origin of the feud. Paris was pissed because they had been seen out together and clearly him and Lindsay were sleeping together. So elliots he was trying to do damage control, uh, Elliot Mintz, and he was trying hard to say that Paris does not agree with Brandon, but I mean, she's still seen all over town with him. And allegedly there was a moment where somebody had written a fire crotch song, like somebody was inspired by this video and had wrote a parody song about a fire crotch. I mean... That was such just, I mean, I keep saying firestorm, but the Firecrotch scandal really took over Hollywood for a couple of weeks. And allegedly there was a video that's been since scrubbed from the Internet of Paris and Brandon in her convertible blasting the Firecrotch song all over L.A., which I totally believe happened. And Brandon was also seen in L.A., and there's actual pictures of this, of him wearing a Team Fire Crotch shirt, and he was sporting that all over L.A., which I'm sure that shirt was made by um, Kitson. Remember that boutique on Robertson Boulevard that they all shopped at? Everyone was always at kitson if you wanted to get paparazzi you would go to kitson because the paparazzi just hung out outside of there all the time and kitson really made all of those novelty t-shirts that we all wanted to buy back then so i'm sure they were the makers of the team Firecrotch shirt but i will say throughout all of this paris does get a really good edit because i mean paris is our icon i mean I think a lot of people love Paris Hilton, I love Paris Hilton, but a lot of her bad behavior has kind of been scrubbed from the internet because a lot of her antics happened before there were true cell phone cameras. I mean, not a lot was caught on film. I mean, we definitely have the picture of her saying, stop being poor, or we have videos of her making fun of someone going to public school, and it's just... There are some incriminating stuff, but I think overall Paris has come out of this unscathed because she she really was the Regina George of the early 2000s. Like it was just her and her rich friends wreaking havoc all over town. So she kind of came out of this unscathed considering her behavior. I mean, she's she's really kind of rebounded from all of this. And like I said, she's gotten a good edit. I don't know how, maybe a lot of money in uh, publicists and PR damage, but yeah, she's really done well considering. Now the feud, it kind of simmered in the summer of 2006 because, you know, Paris was busy. She had her hands full. She was getting arrested for driving under the influence and so that was, that was keeping her busy. But by November of that year, things reignited again because Paris had been seen out now with Lindsay's ex, Harry Morton, who was a restaurateur and he was actually the owner of Pink Taco. And Lindsay was pissed. She got a taste of her own medicine, and she retaliated by randomly and out of nowhere telling the paparazzi on camera that Paris was a C-word. Like She literally was just walking to her car from the club, and she turned and she goes, Paris is a C-word, and then gets in the car. It came out of nowhere. Nobody even asked her about Paris. She just wanted to say that. So you literally hear the paparazzi gasp because they're like, oh my gosh, we got that on camera. And 30 seconds later, they're like, wait, wait, wait. What did you say about Paris? What did you say about Paris? And she goes, what? I didn't say anything about Paris. And they're like, yeah, you just said this. And she's like, I never said that. Paris is my friend. I love Paris. I would never say anything like that about her, which... I don't know if this was an early audition for that James McAvoy film, Split, about split personalities, but uh, she really nailed the part and she should have gotten cast because that girl switched so quickly. It's an insane video, but it really exemplifies this time. So the next week, the feud is going strong And the paparazzi are waiting outside a parking garage and they're following Lindsay around. And Lindsay runs up to one of the guys who's recording and she says, I was in a club and I didn't know Paris was going to be there. Paris showed up. She got mad at me and she took her drink and she threw it at me. And she said that she threw the drink at her arm and she turns to the paparazzi and she goes, it hurts and it's not okay which, okay, and she also declared, I'm sorry that everyone thinks I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm just trying to act, which I'm sure we can all relate to. I mean, we're all just trying to live, laugh, love in this economy. So, and people are just throwing drinks at us, throwing the proverbial metaphorical drink at us, And so we can all relate relate to uh, Lindsay in that situation. And I'm sure it happened. I'm sure Paris did that because Paris was a menace back then, which this video was pretty much a bat signal for Elliot Mintz because I'm sure he saw it and immediately canceled his spray tan session and was ready to do damage control because I'm sure he believed that Paris did this as well. And he knew he had to uh, kind of, put this aside and fix all of this. Like I said, the hardest working man in Hollywood. And the very next night, after the whole drink situation, the very next night, he orchestrated the absolute gift of our lifetimes, our Mount Rushmore, and that was the photo op of Paris, Britney Spears, and Lindsay Lohan, all crammed into the front of Paris's Mercedes-Benz SLR together. The most iconic picture ever. I really think it should be on every single dollar bill, like Britney should be on the $20 bill, Lindsay on the five, Paris on the one, and then the hundred dollar bill should just be the three of them. I am living for it and oh my gosh the best picture ever. We owe Elliot Mintz so much. And if you watch this video, Elliot is virtually escorting Lindsay into Paris's car. He is making sure that this happens. He is making sure that they get the photo op. I mean, this man, like I say, is the hardest working man in Hollywood at the time. He's orchestrating all of this. But while this is happening, the paparazzi is so confused because less than 24 hours earlier, it was the whole Paris threw a drink at me fiasco. So they're yelling out like, Lindsay, Lindsay, is Paris your friend? I thought she hit you yesterday. And Paris, knowing what's going on, she goes, tell them, Lindsay, tell them, explain to them. And Lindsay puts on the performance of her lifetime Give her an honorary Oscar. I mean, this girl was really working overtime. She goes, Paris never hit me. We are great friends. She's a nice girl. That never, ever happened. Now, how many eight balls were offered to Lindsay? Or, or what was the deal for her to be on Paris's side? I will never understand. I want to know, Like, did they pay her off? Because the story completely changed in less than a day. I mean, no wonder why this generation's favorite word is gaslighting, because we were gaslit by all of these people our entire adolescence. Like, what is this? One day she threw a drink at you, the very next day you guys are best friends, you're all partying together. Like, what is this? I'll never know, no wonder why we all have trust issues. It's just this is why, this is the origin of it all. Um, in Paris and Lindsay, they both have very different accounts of this night. I mean, Lindsay insists that she was invited by Paris to hang out with them, which if you watch the video, she totally was. It was totally orchestrated by her publicist. Paris agreed to it. It's that's, that's what happened. Like, let's just call a spade a spade and Paris Definitely tries to rewrite history because I think in 2017, she was on Andy Cohen's XM show and she said that Lindsay basically party crashed her and Britney's night out because Britney and Paris were hanging out a lot at the time and Lindsay just party crashed it and Paris didn't want to humiliate Lindsay in front of the paparazzi. So she kind of just went along with it and invited her into the car, which is... Categorically untrue, that's not what happened. I know Paris just didn't like Lindsay and wanted to say that, but that's just not what happened. She was invited. And uh, Paris said her and Brittany went back to her house and Lindsay tried to hang out with them there, but her and Brittany wound up just going to bed and Lindsay saw herself out, which I'm sure Lindsay, we know from the bling ring episode, plug. I'm sure if Lindsay wanted to get into the house, she could have. Paris never locked her doors, and even when she did, the key was under the doormat. So Lindsay had a way in. So I I doubt any of that happened, and Paris is just trying to rewrite history. I'm just so grateful for Elliot Mintz for making that happen. Just putting the Holy Trinity in the front seat of a car, we, we needed that, and it's still carrying the country to this day. And side note, this is something I kind of harp on that the younger generation may not remember or understand the impact. And again, if you listen to the blingering episode, I touch on this as well. These celebrities legitimately went out clubbing every single night and they weren't sitting in a back room or anything. Like they were on the dance floor, they were dancing, they were getting drunk, they were in the boots, they were doing drugs. Like if you went to these clubs in LA, there was a very, very strong chance that you saw them. And I just don't think celebrities go out as much as they did back then not nearly as much i mean they're definitely if they do go out there in a private room or they're surrounded by a huge entourage but the fact that outside of a club in los angeles you could have seen Lindsay lohan britney spears and paris hilton all in one car together and That was just casually happening on a random Friday night like that is absolutely insane And that was a moment in time that I don't think we're ever going to get again, but I miss it It really was just an era so anyway 2007 rolls around And both Lindsay and Paris are keeping very, very busy with their legal issues. Lindsay is arrested for driving under the influence and is charged. Um, She gets off easier than she should have though, honestly, because she got charged for being under the influence of alcohol, but she was actually indulging in a lot of nose candy while driving because the cops accidentally mistook her cocaine in her possession as breath mints and they threw it out. Like they literally threw out the cocaine that was in her car because they thought it was just mints. Like who are these cops? Is this Reno 911? Like what is this? (laughs) That it was just crazy. So Lindsay, she does her first stint in rehab because of this. And that summer in 2007, Paris goes on Larry King and Larry asks her how her friends in rehab are doing. And Paris answers, I have no friends in rehab, which clearly is another dig to Lindsay. But the next few years, I mean, Lindsay and Paris, they're individually dealing with a lot of issues. I mean, like I said, particularly legal problems. Both of them are getting arrested multiple times. They're both doing stints in prison. I mean, this was a crazy time. Like, these stars were legitimately going to jail. But, you know, they're keeping busy, so they're not feuding with each other. They're just kind of being enemies to themselves and society but in 2009 the two are actually seen partying at none other than stavros niarchos's house i mean the kid is everywhere and paris says the feud is behind them because they are quote adults but i guess in 2011 they were no longer adults because paris decided to say that's hot and light up the fire yet again. Because Paris stars in her one season wonder show called The World According to Paris, and this was on the Oxygen channel. And in one of the episodes, she's volunteering at a shelter for people who are experiencing homelessness and a woman comes up to her asking if she's Lindsay Lohan. And the woman comes up to her and she's like, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be in rehab? And Paris is like, I'm not Lindsay Lohan, I'm Paris Hilton, like you've got the wrong person. And the woman's like, oh, okay. She's like, I like your earrings, can I have them? And Paris is like, oh, okay. So she takes the earrings out and gives them to the woman. And then it seems like a very, very sweet moment. But then the voiceover goes and she goes, if I were Lindsay Lohan, I would be stealing the earrings, not giving them away. Which... (laughs) <laughs> it's honestly pretty good like that's a pretty good read but it was bad timing because ironically unbeknownst to paris lindsay was getting charged because she was allegedly caught stealing a 2500 necklace from a venice jewelry store so oh my gosh like crazy ironic bad timing now paris apologized to lindsay publicly about this like right after it aired and lindsay i don't think ever responded i have to say Even during the Hillary Duff feud with Lindsay, she really doesn't talk about it publicly. She didn't really talk about the fight publicly. She made jokes and stuff, but um, she really does stay above the fray. I got to give her credit. Whoever her PR team is, is uh, pretty good. So like I said, Paris apologizes, but there's still clearly bad blood. Now here we are in 2013 and Art Basel is happening in Miami now Art Basel is a really big art show that happens in Miami every year and this is chronicled on Lindsay's Oprah show that was called Lindsay which I absolutely loved that show I for some reason the full episodes I can't find them anywhere so I watch like little segments on YouTube every so often and I loved that show. And one of the episodes is Lindsay goes down to Miami to enjoy the art show. And Lindsay is supposed to stay out of the fray. I mean, this entire show was Lindsay's redemption show. So she's trying to literally keep her nose clean. But I guess when she's in Miami, she goes to a house party and none other than Baron Hilton is there. Baron Hilton is Paris Hilton's younger brother and somehow a fight breaks out in the house. Baron claims that Lindsay didn't want him there, so she ordered her friends to get him out of the house, and Baron gets beaten up pretty badly. And he immediately blames Lindsay for the fight and posts a photo of his injuries on Instagram, which Paris quickly comments on, they will both pay for what they did. Nobody Fs with my family and gets away with it. Which, girl, Paris was, like, in her mid-30s at this time. Like, it's kind of, kind of cringe. Like, I love her, but it's kind of cringe. Which, I mean, also I'm confused. I mean, Baron is a grown man. How did Lindsay Lohan beat him up? Or, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm confused because none of this really happened. They said that a guy named Ray and him got into a fight and that Baron was actually the aggressor. And... Barron tried to press charges, but I think when they started investigating it, they realized this was Barron's fault, so he stopped cooperating with the authorities in the investigation, and the case just wound up being dropped because he wasn't cooperating. So that was weird. I don't know. The whole thing was strange, but I don't think it was Lindsay's fault. And uh, a few years go by, and the feud is kept pretty quiet. I mean, Lindsay is... In Mykonos, this is how we party in Mykonos, baby. She's dancing, she's doing her thing, she's doing her beach club in Paris's, going all over the country, all over the world, DJing. So they're really doing their own thing and really expanding their own individual careers, and we'd love to see it. But in 2019, Paris decides that these embers they're they're kind of dying out a little bit too much. So I want to ignite the flames yet again and she tells the press publicly to never utter her name and Lindsay Lohan's name in the same sentence. Which girl, like I said, I love Paris Hilton, but get over yourself. And a couple months later, Paris goes on Watch What Happens Live with our resident pot stirrer, Andy Cohen, and he makes her play plead the fifth and if you don't watch Watch What Happens Live it's a little game that Andy plays on the show where he'll ask a celebrity three pretty incriminating questions and you can only plead the fifth to one of them so the first question is to Paris is to say three nice things about Lindsay Lohan and you can tell Paris is really annoyed by the question and she's uncomfortable and she's stubborn and she does not want to say anything nice about Lindsay. So she starts by saying that Lindsay is beyond which okay that's nice we're here for it but then she finishes out by going she's beyond lame and embarrassing. Which girl, we had, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I mean, we we love a celebrity feud, but we wanna see people make up. So it was kind of a bummer to see that the feud was still going on. So the next day we must've realized this was not a good look for Paris because the next day Paris apologizes and said that her mom, Kathy, who is hunky-dory, Hilton, told her, if you don't have anything nice to say, Don't say anything at all. Which I'm not sure why it took Paris 38 years at the time to learn that lesson, but here we are. Better late than never, they say. So Lindsay, again, um, she kept quiet. And she she didn't respond. And she actually did go on Andy's radio show. And like I said, Andy loves to stir the pod. And she flat out said, she's like, I'm not here to talk about Paris Hilton. And she really doesn't say anything. I mean, Lindsay, she definitely gets herself into her own individual messes. But I have to say on these talk shows, she's a pro. She really does um, handle herself quite well. So Lindsay kept quiet yet again, and didn't respond to any of this. And By 2021, less than a year ago, the clouds of this feud finally parted. We finally, you know, we can see clearly now the rain is gone. And Paris decided to extend an olive branch to our girl, Lindsay. And she congratulated Lindsay on her podcast, on her recent engagement. And she said, we've buried the hatchet. We're adults now, which We heard that before, 10 years prior, but we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And because they're officially adults now, maybe, who knows. But The Hatchet is uh, successfully buried. And it's buried somewhere in the Hollywood Hills. And we're here for it. We hope it stays buried. Because as much as we love a celebrity feud here on the, the Diving Board podcast, we love a celebrity makeup. We never want to see two women fighting. So we live for it. I'm happy for this evolution and that it's it's finally done. I mean, this is like 15 years. This definitely, uh, this feud had some legs. So that is the story of the iconic feud of Lindsay in Paris. Now you're going to ask me whose side am I on? And I am absolutely on Lindsay Lohan's side. And that does not mean I'm a bigger fan of Lindsay. I absolutely love Paris Hilton, but in this feud, like I said, Paris was definitely the resident Regina George of the early 2000s. She is the one who kept this feud going. Lindsay never really said anything publicly. Paris, I don't know if she was bored or what, but she really, really loved to throw digs at Lindsay. And she's the one who just kept kept this wheel on the car of this feud just spinning. So I agree with Lindsay. I think Lindsay was the one who wanted to stay above the fray and... Paris was the one who was ready to fight. So I'm on Team Lindsay during this, but I have to say Paris really has grown up over the last three years, I mean, she's really evolved a lot. Like I said, up until her like late 30s, she was still Regina George. She was still a bully. But I think in the last three years, we've seen a big shift of Paris with her documentary, I Am Paris, coming out. If, if you haven't seen it, it's great. Um, she definitely is using her platform to talk about her trauma when she was at the Provo Canyon school in Utah. And she is really telling her story and she's giving platforms for survivors, which we absolutely love. And she's actually recently spent time on Capitol Hill trying to talk at the White House about all of this and pass legislation about it to get it shut down and get a lot of these, these schools shut down who are really abusing kids. So I absolutely love that. I love this new Paris Hilton and just her using her platform for change and for good. And I think that's amazing. And I think she's turning over a new leaf with getting married. And this is a much kinder, more mature side of Paris Hilton. And we love to see it. I really love um, that evolution and the way she's using her platform. And I honestly think When I put my Fraser Crane hat on and try to psychoanalyze Paris Hilton, this is just my opinion. I think there was some jealousy with Lindsay Lohan. I think Paris, I mean, and if you watch her documentary, if you know anything about Paris Hilton, she was the ultimate party girl. She was the party girl since she was 15 years old. And I think she definitely ruled the roost when it came to clubs. And then we had this new party girl kind of hit the scene. We had Lindsay Lohan coming in and she was getting a lot of press. And I think... Paris maybe was threatened by her and wanted to keep this feud going and kind of put her down. That is my opinion. Now there is no proof of this, but this is the Diving Board podcast. And when I'm in front of a microphone, I just can't help myself. I'm going to give an opinion. So that is what I think. But I am happy that Paris has retired her mean girl ways at the tender age of 40. We appreciate it i was just kidding. I'm being shady now. Sorry, I'm in a shady mood after talking about this fight. But we love them both. We wish them both the best. Uh, they're both, I think Lindsay Lohan is married now. If I, I know she was engaged. But uh, yeah, I, I'm so happy for them. They're both our icons here on the Diving Board podcast. But that is the feud of Paris and Lindsay. I hope that was fun for you all. I have a lot more planned and a couple more feuds to talk about, so I'm really, really excited, and I'm just excited to be back. This is such a fun escape for me, and I just hope it's a fun escape for you guys too. And um, if you want to keep up on the podcast, please feel free to follow us at Diving Board Pod. Uh, just some, I'm posting some fun things over there, and I just would love if you joined our family. Shout out to all of the new followers on Diving Board Pod. I love to have you there. And thank you so much for the new followers for sending me ideas and episodes that you want to talk about. Uh, thank you so much. You guys sent me such amazing ideas and they're definitely on the list. I can't wait to get to them. So please, if you have an idea for an episode, I love it. Please feel free to send them to me. And if you enjoyed listening, I would love if you could follow me on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And please, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate me five stars on Spotify or Apple. And if you aren't so inclined to write me a review on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate it so much. It just motivates more people to listen and join our family of divers here on the Diving Board Podcast. But thank you all so much for listening and supporting. You guys bring me so much joy and I just, I really appreciate it. I can't even put it into words. So thank you all so much and I can't wait to dive again very, very soon. Thank you all again. Take care, everyone.